This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So you know how I typically start my show with the Sunday night football game or the Monday night football game. Well, we're not doing that because Colts still is really, that should have been flexed. And then the Packers Eagles, the Packers lose, and Rodgers gets hurt, yada, yada, yada. No, we're going to start with the association. We're going to start with the NBA. But we're going to start with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers losing to the Indiana Pacers after being up 17 with less than 10 minutes to go in the fourth. LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis combined for well over 70. And you can't close that deal. You can't get that done. Anthony Davis had 25. LeBron James had 21. Russ had 24. Y'all got to get it done. Y'all got to close this deal. Y'all got to get Now, LeBron James still has that nagging groin issue. But be that as it may, you can't allow Indiana to feel like the game is still at hand when less than 10 minutes ago in the fourth quarter. Now, Indiana leads the NBA. And three-point attempts. Guess how much they took? They took 49. In the second half, they started hitting their shots. The Lakers and Indiana both have the same percentages, which is 35%. But the Indiana Pacers took 18 more three-point shots. And, and, and that's really the game. The turnover is 14 for the Lakers, nine for the Indiana Pacers. But the fourth quarter, the money quarter, is where Indiana shined because they outscored the Lakers by 10 points. The Lakers outscored them the first quarter, the second quarter, and the third quarter. And yet, the Lakers couldn't close out the fourth quarter. Um, And the Lakers... one, they're not good this season. We already know that. They're 7-12. and 12. They sorry. But they still trying to make the playoffs, at least the play-in. Let's talk about their next um, their next couple of games. They're 2-11 against 500 teams. And their next stretch of games, they got to play at least five teams that are over 500. Well, you're already 2-11 against teams that are over 500. What makes you think you're going to beat teams that have over 500 at this juncture of the season. Just putting Russell Westbrook on the bench and letting him, you know, um, be the leader of the shock troops ain't going to do nothing. Y'all still sorry. Y'all the same team with just younger players. Last year, y'all was old and slow. This year, y'all just, y'all just a younger version. Y'all still can't play defense on a consistent basis. And, Y'all turned the ball over. Out of the 14 turnovers, guess who had the most? Just guess. Russ 
Russ has six turnovers. Now, his stat line look good. 24 points out of 27 minutes, seven rebounds, six assists, 50% from three-point range, two or four, but six turnovers. So even LeBron only had uh, one turnover, and Anthony Davis only had two. But they got to hit their free throws as a team collectively. Um, they go to the free throw line way too much times with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russ attacking the basket. You got to get into that high, um, you know, high 70s, 80%. Um, you got to be able to, you know, outshoot. And then the Lakers, they played well. They played well enough to win, but they didn't close out the fourth quarter. The NBA now, there's no lead that's safe with the three-point shot and the volume of shots being attempted. It's just not like just because you up big in the fourth quarter doesn't mean the game is over. And these young teams, they don't give a damn. Shoot, you saw um, one of the Indiana Places players come out and talk about LeBron and how he's coming at LeBron. These players don't give a damn. The Lakers, this is going to be a long season. This is probably the last time I'm going to use y'all to start the show. But I had to because y'all got the doors beat off of y'all in the fourth quarter by the Indiana Pacers with a game-winning three right on LeBron's head. On his head. Okay, I'm done talking about the Lakers. Now let's talk about the NFL. Now, like I told y'all before, I ain't talking about no Sunday night football game, no Monday night football game. We're going to talk about my New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We played them Bears. Man, bad news Bears, polar bear. I don't care if it's a grizzly bear or teddy bear. They got destroyed by my Jets. They got beat down. They got bum rushed. They got annihilated. And you know why? Because of Mike White. <laughs> Mike White in that defense. Mike White. Play sensational. He played very boring football, which was which was very healthy to see. A quarterback just play boring football. And what I mean by that is didn't try anything crazy. Didn't try to throw into double and triple coverage, trying to make an ESPN highlight. The man took what the defense gave him. And that's all we asked of Zach Wilson. But Mike White did that. And guess what his numbers were? It was 22 of 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns. Zach Wilson has started for 20 games and hasn't come close to those numbers. Come close! My man, Mike White and Joe Flacco have had better stats per game than Zach Wilson. And it's the easy throws. It's it's the throws that you need to just get it out to your receiver on a two-yard slant or a one-yard flat route. It's those kind of throws. Mike White, as of right now, he has the job. He's going to keep the job. Robert Sala, I got to give him credit. He's been consistent on all his players. He's been very consistent. Remember, Denzel Mims, trade request was inactive for a couple of games and now he's part of the team making plays whether it's in the run game or in the passing game elijah moore requested a trade 
Um, he got benched, and now he's making plays. Score finally got it into the end zone. You also have Zach Wilson not playing well. Literally, the reason why we lost to the Patriots is because of Zach Wilson and his inability to throw the ball. I watched the 22 tape, which is typically what the players watch. I watched every single one of his throws. There was plays to be had. There was plays to be had. And he wasn't making them. He's 5-2 and two as it started, only two losses against New England, but they're ugly losses. And he hasn't really had a game like Mike White. He hasn't. Not this season. His best game was Tampa Bay last season. And he's never had a game with three touchdowns. Not three passing touchdowns and 300 yards. Nope. Zach Wilson hasn't done that. So Mike White is in the saddle. This defense, one of the best defenses all of football. Last year, we were the worst defense in all of football, giving up points out the yin-yang. And now we're top 10, top 8. And we got three pro bowlers. I can tell you right now, we're going to have three, four pro bowlers on this team. Quentin Williams is going to be an all-pro. Sauce Gardner is going to be pro bowl. DJ Reed should get into the pro bowl. You have CJ Mosley who's playing well. Man, this, this team is looking right. And if Mike White can beat the Vikings and beat Buffalo, he ain't never losing that job. If he plays well against those two teams, he's not. Because I was thinking when this first happened, I thought that Zach is probably going to come back to the Detroit game. But if Mike White keeps this up, man, he ain't going to see the field again. And this might be a humbling experience. There have been quarterbacks in the past that have not been able to start off like you would want. And they need a reset. But to me, this is a larger conversation about how you treat high draft pick quarterbacks. If you look at the landscape of the NFL right now, most of the great quarterbacks didn't start right away. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. You have guys like Joe Burrow that started, but Deshaun Watson didn't start right away. Lamar Jackson didn't start right away. You go down this list, of quarterbacks, Justin Herbert didn't start right away. You start looking down at these quarterbacks, they typically do not start right away. I'm always in favor of not starting a quarterback right away. Patrick Mahomes didn't start right away. You have all these quarterbacks in this league that have not <clears throat> that have not started right away. So why do we feel like we need to force feed these quarterbacks onto the field? No. You don't. There's no pressure, especially the first year. There's no pressure for them to really play except for the fan base and the media, but there's no real pressure for them to play. It's not like your team is ready to take off. You were sorry last year. It is a longer conversation, and at the end of the day, teams have to do best for the, for the organization. And to me, if you look at this list of quarterbacks, I can go all the way back to Carson Palmer having John Kidna as his starting quarterback before he got the rings. It just typically works better for the quarterback. It just does. Um, and Zach Wilson, this is a humbling moment because you see, you're literally watching a dude play well when you're supposed to be doing 
Mike White didn't do anything spectacular. He was just real boring. Like Robert Salah said, he made the easy look easy. There's not a lot of highlight plays of showing his arm talent. He allowed the receivers to do the heavy lifting. This offense is predicated on receivers making plays, not quarterbacks making plays. And the Jets have Minnesota coming up. We'll see who wins. I'll give my prediction later. But all in all, I like what I saw from Mike White. And if he's going to be our quarterback, he's going to be our quarterback. It's fine if he's our quarterback. I'm cool with it. Um, but we'll see what happens in Minnesota this upcoming Sunday. Now, another game I want to get to because I believe we need to talk about it is the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are pissing me off. I had them going far this season. I had them playing well. They are one of the few teams ever to be up double digits and I believe all of their games at some point they've been up on a multitude of their games in the first 11 games and all the other teams have been undefeated the Baltimore Ravens sit at 7-4 and four. how you lose to the Jaguars to the Jaguars really I don't even know who to blame. Marcus Peters was getting had. He was non-discriminatory. He had three touchdowns on him, 60 yards, about five, six receptions. He was non-discriminatory. Damn near Eddie, every other catch was a touchdown on Marcus Peters. Marlon Humphreys has been all pro, in my opinion, this season. But outside of Lamar Jackson, they ain't got anybody else. Seriously, they just don't. Mark Andrews has not been playing well. A lot of it has to be doing because of injury. Name me their receivers. No, seriously, name me their receivers. Because I know Deshaun Jackson just got there, and he made a big play, 62-yarder. Duvernay, Robinson. Man, they got Rickard playing uh, receiver. He's a goddamn fullback. That's how desperate times call for desperate measures. The, the Ravens need help. They need Lamar Jackson some help, some receiver help. And you ain't getting it in this season right now. You're going to have to go in the offseason yet again and try to find one. But all in all, if you're up double digits, you need to close that game. The Ravens defense need to close the game. Typically, the offense would be where teams would want to look blame, like, oh, you didn't score more enough. But the Ravens' defense how, don't have a home-hitting pass rusher. You know, Terrell Suggs walked out that door. Nobody came in that door. It's just, it's just been a revolving door when it comes to the pass rushing position. And I think that has to do with them. They typically draft well, but pass rusher – Hasn't been something that they've hit. They've hit good guys that can pass us a little bit, but they ain't got an elite guy. They ain't got a guy that demands a double team or a guy that can hit home 
one-on-one. They just don't have that guy. They got great corners. They got great DBs. I think they have one of the best DB group in all of football. When you when you thinking about Marcus Williams and Hamilton has been coming on strong. You got obviously Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphreys, but in terms of pass rushing, they they have not been able to get home, and they made Trevor Lawrence look like just look sensational. He was 29 to 37, 321, three tubs, no picks. And they didn't even run the ball. They didn't even run the ball. And Zay Jones, man, it could have been Zay Jones, Tom Jones, or Mike Jones. That man was non discriminatory. He was cooking everybody in front of him. He had 11, rece- 11 receptions, a buck 45, and he was just catching critical pass after critical pass. And then Dougie P, I got to give the coaches credit. I would have never went for it. But they were at home. He was feeling it. They can go win the game right now. And he went for that two-point conversion after Trevor Lawrence and that offense drove down the field and won the game on a little out route, which is weird, but whatever. The Ravens got to make sure that they get clicking on all cylinders. They've played 11 games and haven't played their best game yet. They've played a bunch of B games and they're 7-4. and four. I think they're better than Cincinnati. I honestly think Cincinnati's a little overrated, but that's just me. Shout out to Rashad. Um, but um, the, the Baltimore Ravens got to make sure that they can close these games out in the fourth quarter. It's just that simple. Just close these games out. Just, 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 just get these done because if they do, they can take off. Now, another team that's looking even worse than the Ravens is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, they won. They won by the tooth of their, um, by, by the skin of their teeth. Now, we should talk about, now, now that we've done talking about the Baltimore Ravens, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, who are also a team that hasn't looked good. They actually look worse than the Ravens. They win by the skin of their teeth against the Detroit Lions. Now, the Detroit Lions have been playing good football um, lately, but be that as it may, the Buffalo Bills don't look right. And Vaughn Miller, Vaughn Miller getting injured is not good. It's not good for this team. He's their closer. He's been their best defender. Um, It looks like it was initially ACL tear, and, you know, it looks like he'll be able to come back. Um, so we hopefully we, we can get Vaughn Miller back on the field. But the Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl favorites, remember they came out the season shot out of a cannon. Now they're looking mortal, lost to my Jets, haven't really looked good in the last couple of weeks. On Thanksgiving, didn't really play well. Once again, another red zone interception by Josh Allen. He has 11 picks on the season, hasn't played well. They are way too dependent on Josh Allen. I'm going to just say that. Josh Allen has an elbow injury that he's dealing with. On top of the fact that they rely on him on the running game and obviously the passing game. This reminds me of Cam Newton. This reminds me of Cam Newton. Cam Newton, now he didn't have Stephon Diggs, but Cam Newton was heavily reliant on the running game and the passing game, and it took years off of him, and now he's no longer in the league. So I say that all to say 
that the Buffalo Bills got to get things quick, fast, and in a hurry, get things in order, you know, before this season, you know, they they let it slip away because they have played good football, but they haven't played great football like they started the season off with. And you look at a team like Miami, you look at a team like the Jets, you look at the Chiefs, obviously, you look at all these teams in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're not scared of Buffalo, especially if they don't have to go to Buffalo. If you ain't got to go to Buffalo and they could come to your house, um, the Buffalo Bills can be had. Now, they're eight and three, so it's not like the end of the world, but they can be had. They haven't played well. But all Super Bowl teams, if you look at most Super Bowl teams, exception of the Patriots getting to the Super Bowl when they undefeated the season, typically there is that sense of a low in the season. Like the the Rams last year, um, just before the playoffs hit, they they did not look right. They were losing games, pick sixes by Matthew Stafford. So I get that. And if the Buffalo can change this, change this course, just like the Ravens, they can change their course, they can really take off and go into the postseason and look good. So we'll see what happens with Buffalo. Um, I'm not crazy concerned, but it's something to think about um, with them and then obviously the Bills. Now, let's get into the picks for week 13. The first game, we got Thursday night game. We got Buffalo at New England. New England is sorry. They're going to be 6-6. Six and six. Buffalo's going to beat them. Now, Vikings, Jets, Jets heading to Minnesota and facing the Vikings. I'm telling y'all right now, we're going to lose this game. We, yeah, we're going to lose this game. They are high-octane offense. Justin Jefferson, he got a, a placeholder at the receiver spot. Um, for all first team all pro alongside Tyreek Hill. And he's been sensational. This is probably one of the best DB receiver matches that we're going to see, which is uh, DJ Reed against um, Adam Thielen and then Justin Jefferson against Sauce Gardner. Uh, but the key is TJ Hawkinson, he's going to cook our DBs, linebackers, safety, whoever. He going to cook. And then Dalvin Cook uh, might get a little going because the Bears was able to run the ball um, even in the rain. But I have the Vikings winning. I have the Vikings winning 24-17. By the way, the Jets are undefeated when we score 17 points. But I I don't think that happens this week. I think we lose to the Minnesota Vikings. Broncos, Ravens. Man, the Ravens, y'all better win this game. Let's ride with the Broncos, ride to another L. Russell Wilson has looked sorry. He's looked flat-out garbage. It's been so bad that his teams, his teammates could not keep their mouth shut, and they had to yell at him on the sidelines. So I have the Ravens winning by at least 10. They're they going to win at least 10. Ain't no way they're going to lose to the Broncos or make this a close game. Browns, Texans, the Browns had a great win against Tampa. This is Deshaun Watson's game back. 
um, against the Texans. Um, you know, Jacoby Percet led them to four and seven, and now Deshaun Watson takes them for the rest of the way. I have the Browns winning. The Browns beat the Texans, who are one nine and one. Good grief! You have the Commanders. You have the Giants in MetLife. I got the Commanders. I got the Commanders. I got the Commanders. The Giants can't score points. And the Commanders find ways to score points. Both defenses are going to be good. This is probably going to be a 13-10, 17-14 kind of game. But I got the Commanders. They are riding high with Taylor Heineke. Jaguars, Lions. I got the Lions. They play really good football. And they are able to run the ball. They can score points. I think I think it'll be it'll be maybe both teams get into the 30s, but I have the Detroit Lions winning a close one. Bears, Packers. I don't care if it's Jordan Love, I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers. They're beating the Bears. They're beating the Bears. I watched the Bears last week. They're sorry. Especially with no Justin Fields. The Packers are beating the Bears. Steelers, Falcons. I have the Falcons winning this game. They gotta make sure they keep um a chance to win a division against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Falcons win, especially uh, with the Steelers having a good game, but then Najee Harris gets hurt. I think, yeah, I think the Falcons win that game. Titans-Eagles, who is going to be a good one? And guess what? I got the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win. They have had, you know, some closer games, you know, Green Bay going into the link and only losing by, you know, seven points, uh, just one possession. You had the Commanders beating them. You had the Colts almost beating them. Um, there's some chicken at armor, but, yeah, I have the, the 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 Eagles winning. Dolphins, 49ers. Ooh, this is going to be a good game. I have the 49ers. I think the 49ers will win. They'll be able to run the ball, control the clock, keep Tua, keep Tyreek, keep Waddle off the field. Seahawks, Rams. Typically, last couple of years, you would always take the Rams, but nah, the Seahawks, Geno Smith, one of the best stories in the NFL, playing sensational, they beat the Rams. Chargers, Raiders, Raiders had a great over, uh, overtime win against Seattle in Seattle. Um, Josh Jacobs having the game of his career, oh, well over 200 yards, and I have the Chargers winning. <laughs> I have the Chargers winning. Chiefs, Bengals. Um, Last year's AFC Championship game, but this time it's in Cincinnati, and I have the Chiefs winning. I have the Chiefs winning. Colts, Cowboys, Sunday night football game. Man, the Colts are going to lose. The Cowboys about to beat the brakes off the Colts by at least two touchdowns. Let's stop it. And then the Monday night football game, Bucks saints in Tampa. The Bucks are going to lose to the Saints. I don't care if it's Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. The Bucks just seem disinterested in this season moving forward. So that's what I have for my winners and losers. That's what I have for the podcast today. And I'll see y'all next week. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Oh.
or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out.